This is Joe Basso with Music Radar, and I'm speaking with Tom Morello, guitarist with Street Sweeper Social Club, who you also might know from Rage Against the Machine and The Night Watchman. You were in Star Trek. How many things have you done? You're very busy. It's quite a lengthy resume. Don't forget Audio Slave as well. Audio a fan Sla- favorite. There you go. See, you're, you're doing way too much. You're too busy. <laughs> But yeah, right- but right now I'm focused on a super social club. Very exciting. My new project with Boots Riley, who's notoriously the, the front man of the Oakland-based group, The Coup. That's right. And we're on tour right now with Nine Inch Nails and Jane's Addiction, having a fabulous time. And your debut album comes out any minute now. June the 16th. So how did you hook up with Boots, and how long had you and, and he been discussing possibly doing something? Yeah, well, I've known Boots since 2003. We met in 2003 on a tour called the Tell Us the Truth Tour, which was uh, hosted by Billy Bragg and featured Steve Earle and some others. Uh, and while I've been a fan of the Coup's work, when I got to hear Boots in an acoustic context, I really got uh, into the depth and breadth of his lyrics and realized what an amazing lyricist he is, and as well as what a you know, charismatic frontman. Then over the course of the next five years, we played countless shows together. He opened up for you know, me on Night Watchman tours. I played a song on one of the Coos albums. We became good friends and political comrades. And he was always the first one to say yes when I invited him you know, to, to perform at a benefit show or some activist event. So when Audio Slave broke up, we had dinner shortly thereafter, and I made him an offer he could not refuse. I told him, I told him we're in a band. <laughs> it's called Street Sweeper Social Club. It's going to oh, be revolutionary nice. party jams. It, uh, he still hasn't said yes, so that's very, that's very true. <laughs> I handed him a cassette tape that had about 12 songs worth of musical ideas on it and said, get writing. And he looked at me kind of dumbfounded, and next thing you know, we were in the studio, and Street Sweeper Social Club was born. So, and that was, that was the band's inception. I guess the shorthand for the band would be Tom Morello is back to rocking again. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely the hardest, heaviest, and funkiest record. You know, I really wanted to make this record unapologetically rocking. You know, it's, you know I, I, I've enjoyed the different sort of chapters of my career, from, you know, Rage Against the Machine to Audio Slave to the acoustic, you know, protest music of The Night Watchman, but I really wanted to make a record that was just wall to the wall, was really, you know, guitar-oriented and you know, and combine that with, with Boots' incendiary rapping. And uh, uh, on paper, it looked like a very potent combination. And in reality, it turned out to be as well. Before we get back into Street Sweeper, I have to ask, along the rocking nature of things, the status of Rage and why Rage isn't continuing as a recording entity. Um, well, I'm pretty busy. <laughs> I've got a... I've got a Street Sweeper Social Club record coming out June 16th. That would that would, you know, probably preclude <laughs> having another recording, you know, project at the same time. But we had, we had, you know we've had a great time in Rage Against the Machine shows, and it's likely that we will play more in the future. So the door is not closed to any more Rage in the future. Of course not. Of course not. Okay. We had a great time. Well, you guys are fun. Well, you guys are very secretive. We have to ask. <laughs> it's not the least bit secretive. I talk about it in every every single interview I do. Someone asks that question. That's, that's what I tell them. <laughs> For the last three years. So when it came time to do Street Sweeper Social Club, at first it was Street Sweeper, now it's Street Sweeper Social Club. It's a long name. That's right. There was there was a very litigious person who owned the uh, 
the name Street Sweeper. So oh, we, I didn't know that. And we decided that, yeah, that, that, that it was much more than a band. It was a social club. So uh, okay. that it became, and, and the SSSC logo looks pretty cool, too. So. Good thing the Buena Vista people never came at you. That's right, that's right. They may be next. They weren't quite as litigious. Litigious is a fine band name, too, by the way. That is a good name. You should copyright it right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So when it came time to do this, all right, for the last year, year and a half, two years, you've been very involved in doing the Night Watchmen. You're up there strumming, pounding the acoustic, but did you have to sort of practice getting back your electric guitar chops, or did the rage gigs you did take care of that? Yeah, I would say not really. I mean, on the last uh, Night Watchman tour, half the set was actually electric. Right. I, I electrified the songs, and it was a lot of wild, over-the-top soloing, you know, and then, you know, and also we were playing the Rage Kicks as well, so it was, the, my chops were pretty pretty well up for this. <laughs> now, you produced the record, correct? That's correct, yeah. I, I produced the record, played guitar and bass on it, Boots is the vocalist, of course, and, did the, and wrote the lyrics, and then on drums was Stanton Moore, who's a a phenomenal New Orleans drummer. Boots and I discovered him one night. We were doing some post-Katrina work down in New Orleans. We were just out at some juke joint at a party, and there's this, you know, really small, crowded, packed, drunken place, and there was this uh, funk band playing. And after a while, I I just noticed I was like, that drummer is is that drummer just unbelievably funky or what? <laughs> you know, we exchanged numbers afterwards, and shortly thereafter, he came out and. Uh, and played drums on the record. And he's out on tour with you as well. No, he's not. Oh. Uh, the, the the touring band the touring band is uh, uh, Eric Gardner, the drummer on tour. He was the drummer with Gnarls Barkley. Okay. And uh, is a fantastic drummer in his own right. And who's playing bass with you on tour? Well, we had we had very rigid criteria for the for the three members to flesh out the Street Sweeper Social Club. And on bass, we definitely wanted someone who had at least five Tony Award nominations. Uh, and that's Dave Gibbs, who uh, is one of the producers and the musical director of the Broadway hit musical Rock of Ages, who had five Tony nominations. And then uh, on rhythm guitar, we wanted a talented guitarist, but also a very, very handsome guitar player. And that is Carl the Wizard Restivo, who's been a friend for a long time and used to play with Perry Farrell's Satellite Party. So basically, you put it out. Must be handsome. Must have Tony Award nominations. Yeah, well, no, we had a specific. We had cast each role very specifically. Yeah, and 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 we we were three for three. We got the guys we were looking. So now you produced the record yourself. Did you at all talk to Brendan O'Brien about producing it? Because you and he have worked together for many years now. <laughs> yeah, well, I've I've certainly learned a lot from Brendan and from Rick Rubin as well. Who, uh, but it's, I've produced a number of records. You know, in the. From my own material to Crystal Method to Anti Flag to Puff Daddy songs, like I've produced you know a lot of stuff in the past, so I'm I'm no stranger to the studio, and and I really wanted to you know follow through with a you know pretty a pretty clear vision of what I wanted this to sound like. I wanted it to sound crushing. Right. I wanted it to be a really really heavy and funky record, and to be just unapologetic. You know, and and I wanted to keep the pedal down the entire time. No ballads. <laughs> I couldn't find one. There's no ballads on this. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Are there are there bonus track if there ballads? Was, if there was a ballad, if there was a ballad, it got cut. Are you at all sensitive to Rage Itis? Because a lot of people might say, okay, he's back to doing kind of the Rage thing, big ass riffs and the rapping. Yeah. Are you at all sensitive to this? N- n- not in the least. I mean, I think that you know that uh, you know Zach is a 
brilliant poets and you know one of the greatest frontmen and lyricists you know on the planet. Boots is a phenomenal lyricist as well, and completely different. The thing that those bands and Audio Slave and the Night Watchmen have in common is is me playing guitar. Right. You know, since you know, since since Rage Against the Machine ceased to be a recording entity in 2000, I've made six albums. You know, one out of every six you know records I made you know, bears some resemblance to a band I was in for 10 years. That doesn't, I mean, to me, that, <laughs> that seems like a rather low percentage. And you had a starring role in the film Made. Role yeah, that, well, that's all my best work. That's all my best work. I get a lot of calls when they need, like, someone to be lap-danced in a, in a movie. They, they look back on my work in Made, and they, and they realize, I've set the bar pretty high. Let me ask you about some of the guitars that you're using on this. I'm listening to the record and, you know, kind of hear your uh, good old Tom Morello bag of tricks. You know, are you using the uh, Arm the Homeless guitar or is the, the Soul Power guitar? Uh, actually, I mean, I mean one of the things that uh, I, I endeavored with this record was to, was to not use the regular arsenal of guitars. There's normally two, two or three main guitars that I've used on all the audio slave and Rage Against the Machine record. I didn't use them at all on this record. Oh, what did you, um, you use? I, my, my guitar collection is not an extensive one, and most of the guitars in it are $100 pawn shop made in Tijuana guitars. This record was made with the one really nice guitar in my entire collection, <laughs> this, this, this well, that's, beautiful that's the... Les Paul standard brown burst guitar, which just sounds heavy as hell. And I'm always you know, kind of too scared to even bring it out on tour or bring it in the studio because I'm so used to the, the kind of the bottom of the barrel guitars that you can throw around, and but this, that's a, it's a main guitar on all the songs on the wow. on the record, and I and I love it. Yeah. No, it sounds great. So you didn't use that Les Paul Budweiser guitar that you burned up one day. No, that I might have used that in the in the video, but I didn't use it. <laughs> no, actually, I did, that one didn't make it in. I love that guitar. That's a, that's a good looking guitar. No, it is. It is. Uh, how about effects? Are you toying around with some different toys on this? Yeah, I mean, it's it's less. It's, while there's certainly some songs uh, on the record where I went for broke and tried to create some brand new sonic styles, uh, this guitar I went. I kind of uh, on this record I kind of went back to just ripping on the guitar. I practiced, you know, eight hours a day to Randy Rhodes lick. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, no, so, you told me Grim like, Reaper. Grim Reaper as well, as well. Hey, there's eight hours in each day. One day it might be Grim Reaper, one day it might be Randy Rhodes. There's some Albert King influence on this. There's some David Gilmore influence on this. There's, you know, a healthy dose of 80s shredding influence on this to go with the fat Morellian riffs. No, there is some very, very cool, tasty playing, some very ferocious playing. Were you getting that from fans from the internet? Like, Tom, we love you. We love, you know, we dig what you're doing with the Night Watchmen, but please get back to playing guitar. That has no influence whatsoever on what I choose to, to write or record. I, people, of course, are going to, you know, Rage Against the Machine sold 20 million records. The Night Watchmen sold about 20,000. So there's a, certainly a, <laughs> right. there's, there's, there's a there's a bigger pool of people waiting for the next slashing riff. But uh, <laughs> I, I, the, I think the, the the you know the day when you start trying to write to please an audience rather than please yourself is the day when you kind of forfeit your artistic soul. I, I make music that I love, and if people enjoy it as well, that's awesome. But you probably do get a sense of what people out there are clamoring for in, in some way, correct? Yeah, I mean, there's, when they see Street Sweeper Social Club, they do a whole lot of, hell of a lot of clamoring. 
and it's uh, and that's and that is satisfying. It is no more or less satisfying though than playing in front, you know, in playing a club gig, playing the haunting Night Watchman ballad. Like I, I believe in that music as, as as much or more as any other music that I've ever played in my life. And uh, following my muse has been my only. When I was in a band before Rage Against the Machine called Lockup, oh right? yes. And I'd worked, I'd worked my you know, whole life to try to get a record deal and practice and, you know, and try to get hits on the radio and, you know, and that, that band, we listened to everything the producer said and everything the record company said about what was going to get the album on K-Rock and get radio ads and, you know, and it was an absolute disaster and a flop and I never really liked the record we made and we got dropped and I was 26, 27 years old and thought that my career in music was over and I, I vowed I was never going to play another note of music that I didn't believe in, and I haven't. For many years now, with Rage, with Audio Slave, The Night Watchman, you've been the headliner. It's been all about you. Now you're out there on a tour with Nine Inch Nails, Jane's Addiction, and you're out there first as the opening act. Is that weird for you? Is that exciting? What's it um, like? That is, I mean, that that is inaccurate. Uh, on the for Night Watchman tours, I've opened up for uh, punk rock band, Anti Flag. I've opened up for hip hop groups. I played on festival bills really early in the day. You know, so there's been I've had many experiences. You know, playing in front of an audience that is uh, doesn't know a single note of the music and <laughs> is is ho- hostile to the genre. <laughs> it's actually I was uh, a <laughs> I was uh, I was surprised on this tour how instantly this music reacted to the Nine Inch Nails and Jane's Addiction audience. Uh, I wasn't expecting it. I mean, I, I thought it would be a, a, a steeper climb for us, but uh, the crowds have been great. So the the pressure of having to go out there and prove it, so to speak, is is fine. Well, I've always subscribed to the. Uh, I don't really see any pressure. Like as long as it's right between, I call it between the monitors. Like you know, in your rehearsal studio, in your recording studio, on a stage in a club or a stage in a stadium. If it's if you and your bandmates are kicking ass between the monitors, then let the chips fall where they may. And I knew that we were going to you know after playing in. Sing Sing Prison and playing, you know, these. Like, I knew from a very early date that this band absolutely kicked ass, and so I was just, you know, we were going to go out there and hope for the best as far as the crowd reaction. But I've been really overwhelmed by how responsive they've been. Have you and Boots talked now about being a continuing band? Can we expect more from you guys? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, this record hasn't come out yet, so right. <laughs> yeah. we're still. We're still about to release the first record on June 16th, um, but uh, but yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm certain this will be a continuing enterprise. Well, fantastic. Hey, Tom, thank you very much. My pleasure. It's always nice to speak with you. This is Joe Basso with Music Radar, and I've been speaking with Tom Morello of Street Sweeper Social Club, and 50 other bands you've been in, but this is the one you're in now. <laughs> That's correct. Take care, man. Adios. Bye.